Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to Lake Night here on the Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, Going to be a fun weekend for individuals like myself who love horse racing, and there's no better place in the state of Minnesota to bet and wager on horse racing than Canterbury Park. And the reason why, it's the Breeders' Cup weekend, both Friday and Saturday. And joining us now to talk about that is Jeff Madej from Canterbury Park. Always a pleasure to have you on the show, Jeff. And I want to start with just your overall assessment and opinion, because I know that you and all the folks at Canterbury Park have been just diving into these races. What do you make of the fields here for both Friday and Saturday. Is this one of the more deeper editions of the Breeders' Cup? I, I sure think so. We were talking in a group uh, earlier about you know, trying to find who are your singles, like who are the horses you think can't lose. Uh, and people had a hard time coming up with that. I mean, you're always going to have a strong opinion here and there. But I think overall, the, the races are deep. And when you track horses from all, really, literally all over the world uh, to compete for this money, it, you're going to get that. But I, I don't see, you know, we, in the classic, obviously, there's going to be a standout with a horse named Flightline, who, who is three to five on the morning line. But I think the other favorites throughout this 14 race series, uh, you could find them to be a bit vulnerable, I believe. All right. So, all right. So let's talk about, let's start there with Flightline and the Breeders' Club, the, 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 the classic race, which is the biggest race of all of the races this weekend. Um, how typical is it, or when was the last time that you saw an odds-on favorite there in the classic? I mean, three to five. That's just man. That's that's kind of hard to stomach. Right. I mean, we've had some. Obviously, we've had some some super horses like Arrogate and American Pharaoh. Um, but just you know, the, a horse like this who's so it's, he's five for five, but very lightly raced. The races are, and he's a four-year-old. This isn't the three-year-old that's only run five times. This is a four-year-old that uh, you know, didn't run until April of, of 2021. So uh, lightly raced, but never been beaten. And I, I know that you watched the Pacific Classic, Henry, which is the premier race at Del Mar on the West Coast in, in the uh, late summer. And, and what we saw that night, I think, was, was uh, an effort that from a racehorse that you don't often see. It left people breathless. And I, I expect to see that same kind of performance. And, and that's really why he's three to five. His numbers are better than anyone else. He earned a buyer speed ticket, which is the number that, you know, in, handicappers will grade horses by a, a buyer speed figure that I don't think has been recorded in, in decades. So uh, this is, a, I believe, is a special horse. And, and I hope we see that on the racetrack because racing could use that kind of shot in the arm. All right, Jeff. So my question, though, about Flightline is you mentioned the inexperience. Does that lack of having a bunch of races maybe leave this horse vulnerable? Oh, certainly. You know, you look at this field, and these are all very good horses. Heck, the Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike, is in here, and no one's even talking about him. Um, but eventually, it's it's possible that that inexperience could come back to haunt him. But he's got a quick turn of foot. He doesn't. He has yet to get in in traffic trouble. Now, granted, he's 
not beaten big fields, but this classic is only an eight, it's only an eight horse race. So I think he's going to be able to avoid traffic because he has that natural physical ability. I, I think that's what really sets him apart, Henry. And you watch a lot more sports than I do. And you watch athletes and horses are athletes more than I do, but this horse had that physical presence. It's like when LeBron in his prime walked onto the basketball court, right? He was just, he excelled over anyone else on that court. You could just see it. And I think that's what you get with a horse like Flightline. And that's why there's so much excitement about this uh, Breeders' Cup Classic. We're talking to Jeff Madej from Canterbury Park here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Make your wagers now at Canterbury Park for the Breeders' Cup this weekend, both Friday and Saturday. The best horses from all over the world will descend upon Keeneland for this weekend. All right, so... Talk a little bit about, and let the the listening audience know, the significance of Friday's card. Because Friday, to me, uh, can very much be a little bit more wide open because those are juvenile races where there's uh, a lot of unknowns with the horses that are running because they're younger horses running on uh, on Friday. Absolutely. What what the Breeders' Cup has done is divided the races up, and they call Friday, um, I think, Future Stars Friday. So it's all two-year-old races. Two-year-old is when a horse begins racing, begins its career. So You've got two-year-olds going a short distance on the turf. You've got a going for fillies and for then a race for boys going long on the grass course. You've got two dirt races as well for each gender. So these are the horses of the future. You're going to see a horse win the the, the juvenile probably. I don't, I don't know who that is, Henry, because it's that deep. But that's the horse that we'll start talking about now for next year's Kentucky Derby. So these are these are the stars of the future, and that that's what makes it fun. But you're right about predictability it becomes extremely unpredictable because these horses can improve just like other athletes by leaps and bounds as they gain experience so i think it's the tougher of the of the betting challenges there's five races um on friday and then the rest of the other nine races are run on saturday but friday to me is a lot of fun because if you can get right if you're right you can really get paid i believe all right, so the question that I have for you now is, of all the races that you've looked at and you've kind of studied both Friday and Saturday, who is the trainer out there that those that will head out to Canterbury Park, who should be who should they be aware of in terms of this specific trainer is locked and loaded with plenty of horses that are coming to, to win a, a ton of money? I think there's a... A trainer from overseas, Charles Appleby, he, who had a good year last year, but I, I believe that he is loaded again this year. Uh, he's got a a two-year-old named Silver Knot, who's in the juvenile turf, who I think is very good, modern games. He's got who won the juvenile last year, who uh, who's going stretching out against older horses this year. So I think Appleby, is he uses a, a jackie named William Buick um, and another one named Doyle, and those are his two go-to riders, but he brings horses in. They're owned by the Sheik. Um, from Dubai. So this is a, a well-heeled operation that has some of the best horses in the world. Uh, and Appleby, I believe, will have another very successful Breeders' Cup. All right, Jeff. One of the questions that I think a lot of us have, even those of us who who love horse racing that wager all the time, week in and week out, how do you evaluate the European horses? I don't I don't know how you how you do that because it's it's a little bit harder to kind of dive in and try to do the Google search or do the YouTube and all that. How, how, how what would be the best advice that you would give the listening audience? Because I know that you know Canterbury College, you guys have been doing that and and giving um uh, a lot of tips to the people that are part of college. Uh, how would you uh, maybe advise the listening audience out there to try to figure out which of the European horses or how you can track those European horses and how good they are? 
I think the way I approach it is I, I do some reading like you have, but I also, when I look at the past performances, they, in the past performances that look completely different uh, in Europe compared to the U.S., so you don't get the fractions, you don't get a lot of the information you used to, but you do get the groupings. We have graded races, they have group races, and I, the better horses win their, their bigger races, and I think those are generally the ones that come over, but you also... You know, there's been a lot of surprises. There were long shots last year from Europe. In, in a lot of cases, what I've taken to doing, if I'm playing pick threes, pick fours, is just take use all the Europeans. I might use an American that I like, but because we don't know as much about them, nobody does, and the betting often reflects that. So I'll, I'll take a lot of them, but I also look at the trainers, like Appleby, who I know is bringing his best horses over. Uh, and So that's kind of my approach, but it is tricky, and I don't think you can get an answer um, – Really, you talk to like Kevin Gorick, who you have on uh, regularly, loves handicapping. He struggles with the Europeans as well. I think we all do, but I think you need to look at the what they've run against, who they've run against, and how they've run uh, to make those evaluations. But also be willing to just take a horse that doesn't look that great, but you know that maybe going long on the turf, which is where they excel in Europe, this horse might be a whole different animal facing lesser competition in the U.S., all right, we're talking to Jeff Madey from Canterbury Park here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, uh, as we kind of wind things down, and before I get uh, maybe a pick or two from you, Jeff, for the people out there listening that say, well, you know, what do I need to know about wagering at Canterbury Park this weekend? Uh, what, what should they know about Friday and Saturday? Well, Friday, you know, this is the, the Breeders' Cup this year is at Keeneland in Kentucky. So last year it was on the West Coast, much later. Uh, tomorrow racing begins at 10.55 in the morning, but the first Breeders' Cup, the first of those five Breeders' Cup races, doesn't start until 2 o'clock. So we're open at 9 o'clock tomorrow. We'll be open all night. On Saturday, early start as well. We'll open the gates at 8, uh, but the first race is at 9.30, and the first Breeders' Cup race is at 10.50. So that's a long day, but it also concludes early. 4.40 is the Breeders' Cup Classic. So if you want to come out and just spend a good afternoon at, at Canterbury, I think you can do that in about a four- or five-hour window. And, and see the best racing in the world. But we've got a lot of tellers on hand. We've got both um, the first and the second level with plenty of free seating. So as far as that goes, your accommodations will be great. There's plenty of betting opportunities and plenty, plenty of places to make those wagers. So I think you'll be, you will be comfortable at Canterbury Park if you come out. All right, I assume that you like Flightline in the Classic. It sounds that way. If not, tell me now. But outside of Flightline being the uh, prohibitive favorite to win the Classic, Give me one horse that you uh, that you're looking to to pounce and strike with this weekend. In in what race? Well, you know, I'm going to get things started right away tomorrow at two o'clock in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint with a filly named Love Reigns, who's four to one on the morning line. Wesley Ward has won this race. They haven't run the the Turf Sprint that many times. He's won it, I think, three times. Uh, Love Reigns is went to ran, won here in the U.S went to Europe and got beat by a horse that's also in this race named Gramatize. That was going straight. In Europe, they just ran a straight race going uh, five furlongs. Tomorrow, they'll be going five and a half furlongs. Love Reigns came back to the U.S., ran at Saratoga, the premier meet on the East Coast, and won easily. She's got the best figure. She's got the best early turn of foot, which I think wins uh, these, these turf sprints. And she's got uh, Irad Ortiz, one of the, if not the, top jockey in the U.S. riding. So Love Reigns at four to one. In race number six tomorrow, the number two horse. I'm on the same horse with you. So 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 that's 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 all you could ask for. Uh, hey, check it out. The Breeders' Cup. Make your wagers at Canterbury Park this weekend. Uh, people are going to look to make a lot of money. Hey Jeff, always a pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, good luck this weekend. All right, Henry, I, I look forward to hearing from you as we're cashing tickets together.
Absolutely, my friend. That's Jeff Madej from Canterbury Park joining us here on The Late Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 